You're listening to Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast, where we believe that every teacher deserves a coach, and every coach does too. I'm Chrissy Beltran, an instructional coach, resource creator, and coffee enthusiast. And I'm your host. Stay tuned for practical tips and honest coaching talk that will help you coach with confidence. Hey coaches, and welcome to episode 94. This month's theme is virtually in person because we've been talking about all of the good stuff from virtual learning and how to use what we learned to impact student and teacher learning in person. Today, we're talking all about the tech tools we fell in love with during virtual teaching and learning and how you can use them, whether you're giving PD or working with PLCs virtually or in person. The biggest investments that schools made during the early days of the pandemic was one-to-one technology. Not all areas were able to do this, but so many schools ensured that their teachers and students had access to a device on which they could learn. And we invested so much time learning how to use these tools to our advantage. Obviously, I do not believe that virtual learning is the best mode of learning for our kids or for our teachers all of the time. It was absolutely done out of necessity. But I do know that we learned some really good stuff during this time, and we don't want to lose that now. Some coaches are still doing professional development and PLCs, really anything involving larger groups, through technology. And if you're in person for all of these things, we still want to help you out with this episode. There are so many good strategies that we get to use in person with this technology. We can enhance the learning through the use of certain apps and tools. There are five tools that I love that I really started using for providing professional development during the pandemic. And a couple other tools that are not PD related, but that are great for coaching cycles and ongoing learning. Today, I'm going to share each one of those with you and give you some ideas about how you can use them during your professional development or PLCs. I've also got a really nifty handout. So if you go through this whole episode and say, shoot, I knew there was a cool thing I wanted to try, but I can't remember what it was. You don't have to replay the whole episode. You can just go to buzzingwithmissb.com slash episode 94, that's episode 94, and grab the handout. It includes these five tools and the ideas that you can use them for. And I give you really specific ideas in the handout too. Like I tell you exactly what you can use each tool to accomplish, whether that's professional development, PLCs, coaching cycles, you know, whatever it is that you're using it for. Coach, I know you're trying to figure this all out on your own. You're investing in your own learning on your own time because you want to show up for your teachers in the best way possible. Building your coaching program is a huge challenge, and it's even more difficult when you're asked to know about literacy practices and how to support them. That's why I created the Confident Literacy Coach. This self-paced course gives you the knowledge, strategies, processes, and downloadable tools that you need to be confident in your coaching work every single day. Check it out at confidentliteracycoach.com and stop reinventing the wheel. I'm going to make an assumption and you tell me if I'm wrong. You feel like there aren't enough hours in the day. I know it's true. There are always too many things to do and too little time. If you're like me, your boss will walk down the hallway and shout, go home, Beltran. That's why I am telling everyone about the 40-hour work week with Angela Watson. Angela was a guest on this very podcast back in season one, and she shared her ideas for managing your time, teaching, and stuff to help you make the most of your time at work while making time for home too. But that was just the beginning. In her membership, The 40-Hour Workweek, 
Angela helps you focus on what matters to have a purposeful and productive workday and then go home. Angela helps teachers find on average 11 hours a week that they can take back for themselves while still being a great teacher. The best part is that Angela has a new membership, especially for coaches. She partnered with my friend and coffee buddy, Nicole Turner of Simply Coaching to create the 40-hour work week for coaches. Check it out at buzzingwithmissb.com slash 40-hour week and get your time back. Well, let's get started with our first tech tool. Our first tool that I'm going to share is Google Forms. Now, I know this is something that most people already know about, and maybe it's been beat to death already, but I think it's so valuable if we transition that learning from using it with students to using it with teachers. It's such an incredible tool. I wanted to include it today. So when it comes to using it with our teachers, we don't always think about the extent of the capabilities of a tool. In this case, the reason that I love Google Forms, they're easy to create, they're easy to customize, the results are attached to a Google Sheet so you can see exactly what it is that teachers responded with, and you can be reached without being bothered. And isn't that the best thing ever? Whenever someone can get a hold of us and send us something, and we know it's in there whenever we need it, but they didn't have to hunt us down or call us on the phone or send us an email that we're gonna get a little beep on our phone in that moment or a text message. We'll get the information when we need it. They have sent the information when they needed to send it and we can all move on with our day. <laughs> so here are some ideas about, or, or benefits from for using this and how you can use this with your teachers. You can use it to replace surveys. That's the biggest one. If you've used SurveyMonkey, you know you can only get up to 100 responses for free. And I've had it happen to me that I sent out a survey and I got 140 responses and then I couldn't access 40 of them without paying, which was a super bummer. <laughs> you can use that for beginning of the year surveys to see what kinds of resources teachers need for their classroom. You can use it to see what kinds of coaching support teachers need. You can even use it to see what kinds of uh, professional development they are looking for so that you can actually plan around that those ideas for your PD. And you can use it to create your whole PD calendar for the entire year. Actually, later this season, I'm going to share about how to plan a PD calendar and how to plan your PD for the year. This is um, a great tool to get started in doing this because you're getting teacher input. And we always know everything is better when teachers have a voice. You can use it to get to know your teachers, too. Whether you're a new coach or not, it's a handy tool to send out a quick survey to see what our teachers' interests and what they're looking forward to learning this year. It's also a really great tool for a post-professional development survey. So after you've conducted PD, you can send it out to teachers and you can get some responses from them that will show you a little bit about how they felt about the PD, what they learned, how they're going to integrate the learning into their classroom, and um, just a little response about the presentation as well. All of that information is really valuable to you. And if teachers are nervous about sharing with you with their name on it, you can just take off the part where it says that it collects their email address and leave out, leave a name blank empty. Like you don't have to include a name form or a name um, entry box. You can take that off of the form. So that way people can be anonymous if they would prefer. You can also use it during PD. 
So this looks like, let's say that we're giving a PD on math strategies, okay? And we're teaching teachers how to use manipulatives to teach multiplication. You can actually create a little quiz in Google Forms and then have teachers use the manipulatives to work out the different problems and then put their answers right in there. You can also create open-ended text boxes. To do that, you leave the, you choose a selection that is open-ended and you can have teachers supply the answers in there and their responses. So you can have them write their own word problem, for example, or give an example of a lesson in which they could use that strategy that you've taught them. It's a great way to encourage interactive lessons and to make sure that people are stopping and pausing and responding to the learning throughout your professional development. My second tool that I am going to share is Mentimeter. So Mentimeter is really cool. It's a fun interactive tool that you can use to get lots of responses from teachers. And that's at Mentimeter.com. Whenever you go to look it up, you can create free uh, different charts and graphs. And one of my favorite features, I think, is the word clouds. I love the word clouds from Mentimeter. So whenever you start using Mentimeter, you create a new presentation. And from there, you can select the kind of presentation that you want it to be. So for example, if I want to create a bar graph where people can actually fill in their responses, everybody gets a little code and they go to menti.com and then they use that code to submit their response. So if I wanna create a bar graph of responses, I could use that to represent something during professional development or PLC. I could also use it to say, what of these selections, what are you most interested in learning about if I just wanna get a quick graph of that information? So for example, if I have a lot of teachers in my school and I wanna find out what they're, they're most interested in learning about next, I can give them five different options and send out a survey. It's just a quick, response. It's not like a whole survey like Google Forms would be. They can fill in their answer and then send it back to you with a little code. It automatically fills in that information and creates a bar graph for you. Later, you can take that bar graph and display it at the beginning of the professional development to say, this is why we chose this option. Everyone said that they were most interested in this. We have also planned out a couple of other opportunities to address the other popular responses on this bar graph. You can also create a little donut map, which is kind of fancy looking, <laughs> a little fancier looking than bar graph. And it works really well to show the percentages roughly uh, of people who selected different options. And you can create a pie graph. It's really bright and colorful. You can choose different themes. It's a really great way to represent information submitted by teachers. If you don't wanna do a graph, you can do completely different things. There are word clouds, which I already mentioned. I could see using that in the class, in, in a professional development or a PLC after teachers have read something. So maybe they read something, they watched a video, they did some sort of learning. And then afterwards you ask them to pull out maybe the top five words that represent their new learning or the top five ideas. They type in their ideas and then it builds a word cloud so everybody can kind of see what everyone else pulled out and which words were popping up the most. Word clouds are not the newest thing, but they are a really cool way to represent learning and collaboration. It also includes open-ended questions so that you can give teachers questions and they can respond. You can project all this during a PLC or PD. It has scales, which are really cool. So in the scale feature, you can choose statements and then teachers can decide whether they strongly agree or strongly disagree or somewhere in between. 
what's cool about that is if you do an activation guide, if you haven't tried the activation guide strategy, I totally recommend it. You can have teachers select how they feel about different statements before the learning, and then you can do the learning and then they can reflect on those statements again and make a new decision. So maybe once they've learned something, they can go back and kind of reflect on, hmm, maybe I don't completely think that thing that I used to think, maybe I've changed my mind there and they can, they can adjust their response. So Mentimeter has several different tools that make giving PD or PLC fun. And of course we know teachers are more likely to use tools with their students if we have used them with the teachers and the teachers have found them exciting and interesting. So there's tons of cool things that you can do with Mentimeter. I recommend that you check that one out. That one is also free. Tool number three is Flipgrid. Flipgrid is a really cool way for people to create videos and respond to each other using video. So the reason that I love it is you can create a stimulus video and have people respond to it. You can give parameters or challenges for the videos that people are actually responding to yours and they can respond to each other as well, which I think that's even better um, because it really creates authentic dialogue around something. So it's for tons of different purposes. You can use it for team building and do video challenges. So one fun thing to do might be at the beginning of the school year to get to know each other is to say, okay, everybody's gonna get make a video where you're gonna show us three important things in your home, or you're gonna show us your favorite spot in your classroom, or you're gonna share with us your favorite book and why you love it. And that way people can get to know each other a little bit and they can do it in a way that's not as scary as having a bunch of people looking at them because sometimes during professional development, we ask people to get up in front of everybody else and they are not ready to do that. So this is a nice way for people to be able to do it. They can take, it, take the video as many times as they want to make sure that it's perfect and that what they're showing to their, co their colleagues is what they want to show. And then you can share it and they can respond to each other's if they have any similarities or learn anything new. I think that would be a really fun way to use it. Another way to use Flipgrid is to follow up on workshops or professional development. You can ask people, okay, this was our focus for the last PD. We learned all about uh, decoding strategies for upper elementary. So what have you done to implement this strategy? And can you take a video and show us what it looks like in your classroom? So maybe I, as an upper elementary teacher posted uh, vowel teams and digraphs in my classroom because that's what I've seen my students have a lot of trouble with. And I've got them up on the wall near my reading table. When I pull a small group, we review that together before we start reading because those are things that they've already learned, but they haven't yet mastered. That is a video that I can make and share. And then everyone can see what everybody else has done to implement this strategy in their classroom. Another way to use it is for asynchronous professional development. I have gotten some questions about how to do PD in a box and PD in a box is a cool um, strategy for giving people differentiated PD or professional development that they can do on their own time and when they have a minute. So the nice thing about Flipgrid is everybody can have these different responses to their PD in a box and they can share them when they have time. They can go back and review the ones that have already been shared and then they can add their own. So that's a really great tool for if you're doing PD in a box and I'm actually going to share there's an episode that I did with um, a coach in the field who was learning how to implement or figuring out how to better implement her own PD in a box. So I did that episode last season 
And we talked about different strategies that she could use to really continue to support their teacher's engagement around professional development. And Flipgrid is one great way to do that. You can check that out in episode 71 from season two. That is whenever we talk about how to add engagement to those PD in a box um, opportunities for teachers. So you can also use it for a book study. And I love it for a book study. We don't always have time to sit in a room and talk. But if people have made time to do the reading, they may want somebody to bounce their thinking off of. So we can use Flipgrid to create a stimulus, say, let's read chapter one. And then you put up a little video about chapter one and ask people to respond to it. They go into Flipgrid. They create their own little responses. And then, like I mentioned before, they can have a dialogue with each other, responding to each other's videos. I love it for book studies. My next tech tool that I love is, I mean, you can use this every day of your coaching life, and you can also use it every day of your regular life. <laughs> it's Calendly. Now, there are different options. There's Calendly, and then there's Pick Time, and there may be another other options that I don't know about, but these are the two that I'm more familiar with. Calendly is an online calendar tool, and it syncs with Google Calendar, Office 365 Calendar, Exchange Calendar, Outlook, and Apple. It syncs with everything, so that's beautiful. With Calendly, you can actually set your available hours and time frames. The free time frames are 30 minutes. I think if you want to di get different times of, you know, 15 minutes, 45 minutes, then you have to actually pay. But you can also just tell people, if you need an hour, book me for two consecutive 30-minute time frames. So you set your available hours, and you give people options of the time frames to choose from. If someone requests support, you create a single-use link to let them sign up. So they get access through that link. They can sign up for a time frame. And if you have the paid version, it will actually send automated emails out to remind people of the meetings which is a great way to use that feature because you know, as well as I do, how many times have you been all ready for a meeting and then the teacher has told you, oh my gosh, I forgot. They are overwhelmed. They have so much on their plates. And sometimes we are not up in the top five list. <laughs> and there's only so much mental capacity that we each have to juggle all of our responsibilities. So honestly, having a reminder works for the teacher, and it works for you because you're less like, likely to waste your time sitting in a meeting that's not going to happen that day. It's an easy way to get people access to the timeframes that you have available so you don't have to email back and forth. Now, I know I'm guilty of this. I will say, well, these are the timeframes that I have available, and I will send an email. By the time that person responds to the timeframes I have available, sometimes they are no longer available. They have been taken up by somebody else. And so then we have to go back and forth again, right? That's a royal pain and nobody has time for that. <laughs> so this is a great way to keep yourself organized, give teachers agency to book you when, when you're actually free. And it's also a really good tool for documentation. Now, how would this serve as documentation? If you need to show what support you provided to teachers, you can demonstrate this with your calendar. If you need to show where your time is going, you can show that with your calendar because you could actually book yourself for certain sessions if you wanted to take them off of the availability list. And that would show what you did during that time frame. So it can help you advocate for your time if somebody is trying to send you in a direction that you don't feel is really in keeping with your job description. Okay, tool number five, 
Voxer. Voxer is an app that you can download on your phone. Um, I have an iPhone and that's where I use Voxer. I was actually introduced to this by my coffee partner, uh, Nicole S. Turner, and she uses it to communicate with groups of people, like for planning the summit and things like that. Whenever she's working on the Simply Coaching Summit, which is going to be coming up again this summer, stay tuned uh, for future episodes for details about that, because it's going to be awesome. And also if you're on my email list, you will get notified about this amazing opportunity for professional development for coaches. So if you're not on my email list, go to buzzingwithmissb.com and become a VIB. There's a little box on the side for you to do that. Or listen to the end of this podcast for the link for that download. If you grab that download with the five tech tools that shows you how to use them, you will be added to my email list. So you will be notified about when the summit is and how you can register. It's a great PD opportunity every summer. And I don't want you to miss it because there's not that much great affordable PD for coaches out there. This is beautiful because I know I'm talking all about the summit, but I don't want you to forget. (laughs) And I don't want to forget it either. This is beautiful because it is specifically designed for coaches. It involves a good blend of coaches doing the sessions, as well as people who are like gurus in the field. And the sessions are short focused It's affordable and you can do it on your own time because it's all virtual and you have six months to watch the video. So definitely you're going to want to check that out. I will add the link to this episode once I have my link for the summit so you can register. Until then, let's talk about Voxer. (laughs) So Voxer is a cool tool because you can send voice memos instead of texts or emails. We know that the biggest problem with text messages, emails is tone right? And I know that I have struggled with that. I sometimes feel like I have to put seven exclamation marks at the end of something. So people know that I'm not saying it in a negative tone because things can be interpreted wildly differently depending on who is reading that message and what their frame of mind is at the moment and what the context for that message is. If you want to make sure that people have your proper tone, the best way is to say it right? instead of write it. But we can't always do that. We can't always go and see people in person. Instead, you can use Voxer to send a voice memo. You can send it to groups at a time, which is really great. And it shows you when the person has listened, when each person has listened to that message. So I love that. You can answer when you can. So you don't have a text message just sitting there and waiting. You check your Voxer and you've got all your little messages there and you can respond. You can communicate with PLCs or vertical teams. I just love it. So actually the recommendation for this uh, came from a podcast episode too. And I completely forgot about that one. It was such a great one. Um, It was uh, last season as well, I believe. And we were talking about coaching cycles and how we can use um, coaching cycles to support teachers and some easy strategies for following up on those, especially whenever we are not always in person. This was actually, it was season one. And we were talking about it because we were having a lot of coaches struggle with coaching in person. And so we were talking about virtual coaching cycles with Steffi Afanito, and that's actually episode 35. Those virtual coaching cycles, a lot of that can be transferred to in-person and you can use Voxer as a tool to communicate during the coaching cycle. So I would recommend checking that out. It's also really good for PLCs or teams of teachers if you are working on a project. 
for example, one year, a special committee was formed and we were going to create our reading garden at our elementary school. So we communicated frequently, but it was hard. Not everybody wants to read emails. Let's just be honest. And it was difficult to get together in person because everybody was so busy and all in different grade levels. So they didn't have a common time except for before or after school. And even that wasn't always common. So this way, we were, it would have been a great option for communicating and staying in touch about the important decisions that were being made for the reading garden without having to take everybody's precious time every single day. Have one more resource that I'm going to share. I know this is five tech tools, but if you've listened to this point, you deserve a six. This is Classroom Screen. Classroom Screen projects an interactive active screen that looks like a clean desktop, like anybody has a clean desktop, right? With different tools on it. So you can choose the options, the different tools that you'd like to add to your desktop. It has a ton of different stuff. It has a name generator, like a random name generator, dice, a draw tool, a traffic light, timers, stopwatches, clocks, lots of cool stuff that you can use to jazz up your professional development or PLCs. I can see tons of ways to use this, and I have used this with groups of teachers before, actually. Um, you can use it to get responses from different people. For example, your people who maybe need a little think time and don't always have their hand up ready to respond right at the beginning of a, of a dialogue, you can actually use the random name generator to decide who is going to respond. You can also set up partner A, partner B on the name generator and have different partners in their groups talk first. And that way different people get time to speak before their partners. It's a great way to add engagement and variety to live professional development or virtual and to PLCs. And a really fun way to use it would be building uh, teamwork through Pictionary. My brothers, I have three brothers, and one of them lives where I live, and then the other two live in different cities. One lives in Austin, and another right now lives in Mesquite, Texas. So we're all in Texas, but you know, that doesn't mean anything because it's massive. So I'm in El Paso. I'm all the way the farthest, furthest west point of, El of Texas. We are on the border of Mexico and New Mexico. And my brothers live in uh, more like east and central Texas. So, well, two of them do out of the three. And my mom lives here as well. So whenever the pandemic was um, so severe that we were not leaving at all, really not leaving the house, we did this online virtual Pictionary thing. And it was so much fun. I think we laughed harder than we've ever laughed because of the pictures that people were trying to draw. It's actually, what was the, let me think, see if I can think of the name of those games, because I think you might, you would want to check this out, even if you didn't have to be virtual. It's a fun tool that you could use with your family or with your, um, your colleagues or whoever it is that you want to hang out with that maybe you can't get in touch with in person. Jackbox. It was Jackbox games. And so we played one of their versions of Pictionary. It was hilarious. And so since then, I have always have felt like we should include more Pictionary in our team building. <laughs> so Classroom Screen would be a fun way to get people involved in Pictionary if you're doing it in person. So that's my bonus tool for you. Um, it's a, a fun one to jazz things up. Remember to go grab that free download buzzingwithmissb.com slash episode 94 and you will get your my download with the five tech tools that I absolutely love 
and ideas for using each one. So if you're looking to jazz up some professional development or some PLCs in the future, you definitely want to grab that. I also have a bonus episode all about using Google Classroom. And it's about virtual teaching, but there are so many tips that you can use in person too. So I want you to check it out. It's called Using Google Apps for Distance Learning, although now we know a lot of this stuff is good for in-person too. There's also that episode with Stephanie Afanito that I shared, and the um, some of these episodes are going to have an impact. Even though they say virtual, they are still relevant for in-person teaching and coaching. So today download that free guide. And I just want to give you a heads up for next week. I'm going to talk to a, um, a coach who is supporting teachers in person and virtually. This is a coaching call. And I love coaching calls. They can be a bit of a challenge because I never know how they're going to go. But I do enjoy them because I get to help a coach who's actually in the field and we get to do some problem solving around the work that they're doing. So in this episode, we talk about how defining her role will support teachers and will support her work with teachers as well, and how she can get some extra mileage out of teachers who are already used to being on camera because she has teachers who are teaching in person and virtually simultaneously. We know it's a challenge. These teachers have figured a lot out, but she's struggling in ways to provide support whenever they have so much going on. So. I definitely want you to check that one out. I think it'll be really valuable for you. And in the meantime, happy coaching. Thank you for listening to Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast. Want more coaching ideas? Check me out at buzzingwithmissb.com and on Instagram at buzzingwithmissb. If you love the show, share it with a coach who would love it too, or leave me a review on iTunes. It's free and it helps others find this show. Happy coaching.